Welcome to this week's episode of the UNIT podcast, hosted by me, journalist and proud UNIT member Pitt McCormack. UNIT is a strength conditioning studio, or circuits gym, with two sites in London running classes all week. They're staffed by a group of lovable trainers who I've been interviewing on a variety of different topics. This week, I'm joined by UNIT trainer Harry Grenville and the fitness blogger, influencer, yoga instructor and jewellery designer Kat Meffin to talk about how to use fitness to find your sense of community. Find out more about UNIT at unit.com. That's UN1T.com. trainer and I'm also an actor and a spoken word artist. And why do you do those things? Harry? Because I love spreading good vibes, lots of energy, I like being loud um, and <laughs> it suits all of those things so I like talking basically. Lovely. Harry, when was the last time you made yourself sweat? Just now. I've literally come straight from a unit class to here so I'm freshly showered with wet hair. And it was a brutal day wasn't it? It was absolutely savage, yes. <laughs> I, my, I had a heartbeat in my shoulder. I don't even know why, I but I did. Kind of <laughs> yeah. And I was feeling my finger and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so hard. I lay down at the end, they're like, how did it feel, guys? I was like, my shoulder has a heartbeat. <laughs> this morning, I just came from yoga. Um, yeah, an hour and a half, kind of uh, vinyasa level three kind of class. So that was quite intense. Lots of inversions, lots of sweat. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> what was the last thing you ate? Um, I, oh, I was on the train on the way here. It was a deliciously Ella almond, almond and cacao oat bar. It was great. Very nice. Recommend it. <laughs> I had overnight oats in between classes and then I'll have lunch after this. Mm. I think I saw that on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on that Instagram takeover. <laughs> it looked very appetising. Yeah, well, it looks better when it's fresh at home than in the Tupperware, but it was very good. Uh, what's your biggest fitness goal, Harry? Just to have the strongest engine I can possibly have. So when I was younger, I was incredibly skinny. I had no strength. Two years ago, I couldn't even do a lunge without falling over because I just had zero stability. So for me, it's just basically having a body that can do things that it never used to be able to do. Yeah, mine's kind of like twofold. So just my biggest thing is just to enjoy it. Like if I do something I enjoy, then that's half of the work done, right? Because I'm not even thinking about how hard and sweaty it is. Um, but then also the strength side of things. So I um, struggle with a lot of injuries, had a knee reconstruction uh, many years ago. So it's all about making sure that as I go into my older years, I can actually like keep doing what I love. Okay, and when do you feel happiest? Ooh. Oh, that's such a hard so question. Hard everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say on a yoga mat because even though that's great, I would probably say just at home, like on the sofa, like chilling with my partner or on a beach. 
Yeah, I was going to go sunshine. If I yeah. feel sun, sun yeah, on my sun. skin, yeah. I am so happy. Yeah. Even just today walking here, I came out of the tube, it was sunny, and I was suddenly like, I agree. It's happiness. Partner. I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Um, last last warm-up question. Um, complete the sentence. I love exercise because... It makes me feel happy and sweaty. Yeah, I love exercise because I get a crazy buzz. Mm. Very good. Is that, yeah. is that crazy buzz similar to how you're feeling after this warm-up round? Yes, yeah. 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 I'm quite pumped. Yeah. So do I. I'm like, I'm like I feel like I've had loads of caffeine. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I need to take my jumper off now. <laughs> this roll neck's not going to hang around for long. <laughs> yeah. um, so I wanted to talk uh, this episode specifically about training in groups and mm-hmm. how lovely that can be and about finding your sort of community within mm-hmm. sport. But first of all, um, Kat, how did you discover fitness? So I, oh, my fitness journey started when I was, I suppose, like five years old, I started gymnastics. I was a gymnast um, for a number of years, went to like an elite standard, went, moved over to dancing, did ballet, snapped my ACL, totally fell out of the game, um, oh. had a knee reconstruction, hated fitness, like loathed it. Like it was very, at 17, I was very bitter. Um, and then I just realized one day that I really, I have this body, I have this thing and it's flexible and it can do stuff but I need to learn how to do those things safely so then I came so that's where I came to yoga um fitness has always been a tricky one because I struggled with eating disorders when I was younger so I back in the day used fitness as a punishment whereas now it's a whole new world Mm -hmm. of fitness so coming through the yoga mindset has changed my approach to like going to classes like unit classes you know where I can just get sweaty for the love of it. So how would fitness be a punishment, sorry? So like when, you know, if if I was feeling guilty for eating when I was younger, that kind of thing. So I would use See. it from that side of things from an eating disorder point of view, um, which is obviously a very unhealthy mindset. Uh, so it does take, you know, that takes time, it's a journey. Um, whereas now I use it because I want to feel great and I just love being with people as well. I think it's the people that you meet, mm. um, both like at the gym or at classes, like a whole community. Mm. Harry, what about you? So I was very, like I mentioned to you earlier, just I was not fit as a child at all. My dad said that coming to sports day was the most humiliating experience <laughs> of his life. You know, I was really rubbish. If we were chosen for teams, I'd always be chosen last. So I didn't have um, an athletic background at all, but I was an Irish dancer. I'm half Irish and it was always my dream to play the violin and be an Irish dancer. <laughs> so that did actually keep me very fit but in terms of my lower body strength. So I had these really strong legs all through my teens and I'd compete around the world. Um, Again, had several injuries, which eventually took me out of the game. And then I went to drama school. So again, that kept me very active without me ever actively being in fitness. We did a lot of Pilates, a lot of yoga, and we were moving every day, always on our feet. So I kind of, I just had that naturally, that movement, which I loved. Um, In terms of the fitness world I'm in now, I sort of fell into it because Being an actor, you tend to have to have other jobs. And my friend was on the sales team at Virgin Active and um, sort of said, oh, we need a front of house girl. So I ended up working on reception and I wanted more hours and they weren't there. So they said, how about you train as a fitness instructor? Blah, 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 qualified, taught my first class, never looked back. Um, And then it was whilst I was doing a show out in Austria that I saw UNIT come about and I saw them on Instagram and I thought, right, when I get back from Austria, that's where I'm going to work. And I just kept buying the classes until they gave, gave me so a job. That's so cool to like have yeah. that like goal. Like yeah. see that like 
like exactly. Yeah. Like what that. was it about Instagram? It just looked like this wonderful playground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were just all these toys, and um, someone that worked there was an old friend of mine that used to be a member at the first gym that I worked at. So when I saw he was a trainer, he sort of was like, "Oh, Harry, you'd be great here. Like, let me put you in touch." And then I just kept doing the classes, and I loved the mixture. I'm really passionate about good form, and I loved the time that was taken over instructing good strength training technique which I felt was lacking in a lot of other clubs so that was the draw for me to be like I can help people here learn how to lift stuff that they would be too scared to do in a gym well it's interesting that you both kind of glossed over quite quickly in your histories the injuries that you had yeah. I guess at the time must have been so frustrating and oh. like yeah. yeah, it was for, uh, for me. I was told that I would never be able to dance again, and I'd always thought that if I wasn't going to be an Olympic gymnast, I was going to be like on stage for the rest of my life. So when you're 17 and you're, you know, flouncing around doing that all the time, and then someone says that you're never going to be able to do it again, which my mother did have an absolute fit at the person that said that to me because that's an awful thing to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like I said, I was very that's kind of where a lot of like my issues came from um, in terms of like mental health and, and eating because I didn't know what to do with myself. I put my life and soul into something and someone told me I'd never be able to do it again and I had this body that as much as my mind wanted to do it, my body physically couldn't cope. Um, and so I took me a long, a long time, I'd say like six years to kind of actually work my way through that. I wouldn't get back into fitness until I was yeah, about 23. And so how did you then sort of come back around into it? I said to my partner um, that I, who I'm still with, still with, same partner, um, I was like, I really want to get back into fitness. I feel like I'm kind of ready, but I'm really nervous. Really scared mm. about going to like, the gym. Um, even though I can do a lot of stuff, I didn't, I don't, didn't know about the correct form and stuff. And I kept sort of saying things like, I'm going to go to this class and I wouldn't do it. And I think he kind of got to the point where he was a bit sick of me talking about it. And he was like, I've got a great idea. Why don't you start a blog and tell the world rather than tell me? <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, okay, I'll start this blog. And that's kind of how the blog started as well. So I just started blogging about lifestyle in general. I remember I one of the first fitness blogs I did, I went to like a, a Barry's class, mm -hmm. which I then didn't go back for about two years because it scared the absolute life out of me. Um, but it was a, you know, that's kind of how, yeah, I got back into it by the blog. The blog was what, what's beautiful about it is the blog motivated me to get fit and now it's something that I can use to motivate others. Mm. It's really nice. There seems to be, to me, such a community element to exercise. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if partly it's because the sort of people who do it, or are drawn to it, are community-minded people or sociable people. Yeah. Or, I also was thinking about, maybe it's because just by pushing yourself a little bit and achieving something in, you know, when I achieve something at a unit class, I feel so proud of myself mm. in the day, that you then are feeling so happy and you want to inspire others and you want to push other people around you. Yeah. yeah. There's something in that, that it's sort of a collegiate atmosphere. Oh, def definitely. I think like when you walk out of a class, like even if I go to a class on my own, I don't necessarily talk to anyone while I'm there, but like in the changing rooms afterwards or as you're leaving, even if you're not talking, you'll be like a smile. You all kind of like walk out feeling good and you kind of feel like, even if you haven't spoken, you've kind of yeah. made like solid friends. Yeah, you'll have that mutual nod you. of like, yeah. you know how I yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah, like you sweated with me, you were yeah. in it together kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And that's why the classes are so much more exciting than just going to yeah. gym by yourself. And they motivate you, don't they? Like just knowing that you've signed up, you're held accountable by these amazing other people around you. Um, I think that like people can be scared of them because there's, you know, mm. it's the fear of 
we have we have egos and mm. sometimes our egos are like don't do it because you won't be good enough and i think especially there are those people like like myself saying how when they were at school they were always picked last on teams and stuff like that so coming to somewhere like unit where quite often our classes are team based when you first say that to someone they're like no but i don't want to be responsible for someone else's failure because if i have to be in a team and i'm not as good as my partner mm. they're going to hate me and that's sometimes how people's brains first work when we explain a class to them I remember when we trialled our squad class, which is in teams of three, and I I still had that mindset slightly of, I'm the worst, I'm the weakest, yeah. I'm not as strong as the other trainers. And like I could feel this anxiety, but you do it once or twice. And everyone has a, has a yeah. competitive streak, regardless of if you think you don't like competing. It's addictive, yeah. and it's so nice to see the alliances that have formed at UNIT of people that are like, are you in for Ally tomorrow? Okay, let's yeah, partner yeah, yeah. up. People that two weeks ago didn't didn't want to be involved in that, but it actually brings out the best in people rather than people go, oh, I don't like competitive people. I think it brings out an amazing yeah, group energy rather than, yeah, it's so not aggressive. around it as well, yeah. it's quite fun. And I think over time, and it, like you said, it kind of like takes maybe like a couple of classes yeah. to get into it. But over time, you sort of then don't mind if you're like having, the, you're like having a slightly worse day. Yeah. And you're like, guys, just like holding you back. Yeah. Like, we can get through this together. Like you kind of slowly but surely get into it. So Kat, talking of uh, getting through things with, together or pushing yourself further, mm -hmm. tell us about the splits. <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth behind my yes, splits. The truth, we want the truth. The truth behind my splits is that I was actually born with a very, very shallow hip socket. Oh. So I, I mean, I've had to, yeah, see, it's not, it's, it's not what you're expecting. <laughs> Everyone's like, you worked for years. I guess I was a, so I was a gymnast. Right. Um, but I have a hip joint that is made for the splits, basically. So I had to work on lengthening my hamstrings, lengthening my adductors, etc., working through my groin. But because I did that from such a young age, I did that when I was like five years old, um, and my joints, I don't have any like bone on bone compression or anything. So over time, I've just been like it. And it's, it's quite tricky to teach as a yoga teacher because I don't remember ever learning it because I was always able to do it. Um, so I really have to like take a step back and kind of like put myself into like awkward positions where I'm like, okay, so this is how it feels to mm. be like up here and stuff. But yeah, sorry, that's right. the truth. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no I have no secrets. Is, is yoga as uh, collaborative and enthusiastic as, as kind of team gym is? Yes and yes and no. And the only reason I say no is because I think how people view it. Obviously you're very much, you're, when I teach, I say to my students, this is your journey, this is your time. There's less of this kind of like chat to each other because yoga can be seen as quite um, a place full of like ego and it can be, a, that sounds wrong actually, it's not a place full of ego, but I think it can be seen like that. When someone maybe can't do a posture and the person next to them can, you can then end up feeling a bit, you know, not great about yourself. So. In, in the same way that after a class you feel great and you kind of talk to the person next to you, there's less kind of um, group vibe during it. Having said that, come on my yoga retreat and you'll be like rolling around together on mats. So I think it kind of just depends. Like I like a lot of partner work, um, kind of will have a laugh and things like that. But if you kind of just go to like one-off classes, mm -hmm. you'll find that you are kind of quite... Um, quite stuck to your mat in your journey, but that's no bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's really important for us to kind of actually take a look inwards and reconnect. Have many of your friends in real life now come from people that you've met through sport, through fitness? Mm. Yeah, 
definitely. Like, it's so amazing when you think, when I sort of think for myself, I've only been in this for the last two years. And so many of my nearest and dearest are people that I've met through something that if you told me three years ago that I'd be doing, I would have laughed in your face. Because it is, you know, so many of my members are the people that I now hang out with when I'm not at work, because they're just the most wonderful people. And that's why I love what I do. Because I show up and there's 30 faces that I'm genuinely so happy to see. And I love seeing their progress. And But what's nice is it's not just, it's not just fitness, fitness, fitness. That's not all we talk about. Mm. They're very giving people, and I feel like as a trainer, I'm very giving as well. So it's a much more of a dialogue than just turn up, train, leave. Yeah. What would you say to people, though, that are starting out for the first time, though, and might be a bit nervous about going into something that feels so gang-like, I suppose? Oh, it's a really hard one, like, because you do just <laughs> quite literally have to go for it. And yeah. Except, I mean, I used to have this, I used to have this little mantra, which I still do now if I do photo shoots, because I get really like stressed out. But I used to have this mantra and I'd go to the toilet and I'd sit there and I'd be like, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. And I just remind myself that I am enough in my living being. If I can't do a pull up, if I can't do a press up, yeah. if I hold the team back, it's fine. And I just kind of psych myself up that way. And the same, like I say, when I go to photo shoots, I'm like, I'm not a model, but I can pretend to be for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wing it, it's fine. Um, but I, it's one of those things where you just, it really is so much nicer than people than you than you think it's going to yeah. be people are awesome <laughs> and I think it's just reminding people as well that everyone has to start somewhere mm. and like I like to just remind people that I'm human too and let them know where I've come from and say look yeah. I wasn't always able to do this but I started one day and every day I got a bit better and also as a trainer you just have to take that responsibility that even if there's a bunch of regular members that you really know well and you fancy a catch-up with if there is someone new yeah. it's your job to bring them in and chat to them and get to know them. So then the more you get to know them, the more you might realize who else they've got things in common with and you can tactically yeah. bring people together without them realizing. Nice. So, yeah. So really, you're more than a coach. Yeah. I'm Cupid. Like coach. I'm, I'm born on Valentine's Day, so I'm very good at bringing people yeah. together. Have there been any romances with you? Um, not, not yet. We oh. were, there was one time we were trying something, but I don't think anything's come of that, but yes. never say never. Unit party on Saturday, who knows? <laughs> um, are there anything like apps that people can use, do you know, that might help you hook into some kind of fitness community or classes? I, I think it's tricky because obviously they're not so much, you, you don't necessarily get as much of a community vibe when you're using an app, but there's a new one uh, coming out called Fit, F-I-I-T, um, which I'm going to train on. There's, a lo there's quite a lot of um, people training on them. And the idea is that in time it will become like a bit more of a live class. So if you can't get to somewhere in London, say mm -hmm. you're in the UK, you can actually come to my yoga class via your laptop but you, you check in and stuff like that. So you'll get it that way, but I think it is, it's harder to find it. Obviously with things like, you know, a lot of apps they'll have, um, maybe they'll have kind of membership places where people can chat and things like that. And obviously social media is a great place. Like I did a January yoga challenge and just had a hashtag and the girls that were posting photos and commenting on each other's just to see the support that they were giving each other throughout that month was so amazing. 
It's really nice. We have a unit members Facebook group. Um, yeah. And people, sometimes people just write and say, oh, I've left my shoes in the changing room. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other times it's, you know, oh, I can't believe that class is so tough. And then yeah. everyone comments in and we all sort of share this feeling of accomplishment together. It's really lovely. I think so. Yeah. I, I think that Facebook group is a really nice community. And we've been doing, we've started this year doing um, 12 challenges in 12 months. So That's there's nice. a group for that within unit as well. So like we encourage people to try Veganuary and January and people were, you know, sharing recipes and saying oh how are you finding getting all your protein any suggestions on lean snacks and that yeah, brings people that. together as well because then they come back into class and they're like oh th-. even if they haven't spoken before because of that social media platform they go oh thanks for that recommendation yeah. and it's a good kind of mutual talking point for them to have it's quite funny so, when hearing you talk about that a year ago I didn't even know any of these people and now yeah. I'm sharing recipes with them like every day yeah. and like, yeah. I'm sharing sweaty high fives with them every day. <laughs> yeah. it's really amazing actually to think how far I think it's the beauty of it isn't it how fast yeah. community can be built and I think that's why you kind of like someone that you didn't go to school with somebody that can have the total opposite be in the total opposite industry to you you know, you don't mean we may not even like live near each other or anything, yet you just come together for this like hour each yeah. week and you just kinda of share this thing and then you depart. I don't think it's really beautiful in it. Like you're just coming together through like this joint passion. Yeah. Nice. Well, I have a, a listener question for you oh. both. Ooh. So uh, <laughs> see what you think about this one. Okay. So um, this is from a a, a guy, a twenty five year old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been friends with the same group of guys since I was at school, but now we're all twenty five and finding it harder to stay in touch. We still meet up for drinks, but it feels like just going through the motions, even those times are starting to get further and further apart. I've been going to circuits classes for about six months now, and made some friends there who I find I prefer spending time with. They're more positive and energised, and we have similar interests in getting fit. I know that moving on from friends is an inevitable part of growing up, but I'm not ready to give up my old gang just yet. I don't think I could coax any of them to my high-intensity classes, but do, how do I go about convincing them to do some activity with me, and what should it be? So I actually, so I I had a similar-ish situation. I'm, I'm still, if my girlfriend's listening, I love you all. Um, but we had like a similar kind of situation where I was very much in this fitness zone and they kind of weren't. And I once remember in on an evening I suggested maybe like in the summer we should like go to the park and we could do a little like circuit together or something like that, make it fun. They all laughed at me at the time. Um, but since then, it's it, I kind of suggested it again and again and just kind of made it lighthearted. I think in the when the sun's out and it's summery, you can, there's a lot more kind of, I, I guess like it's a lot more acceptable to just go and chill out in the park and maybe, maybe going for a run is quite a nice one. Yeah. Also bike riding. I go, cycling is a great thing to do with friends because it's, you know, you can also, you can still stop off at the pub and they can have a pint if they want to, yet he's getting his exercise, feeling like he's moving and they're slowly kind of and surely getting into it. I love, a, I love a good countryside bike ride. And I suppose if somebody is struggling at the back of the, of the cycle ride, it might encourage them then to take yeah. off it. Yeah, because it might make yeah. them realise that it's something that they need in their life. But also to play devil's advocate with that, I don't think there's anything wrong with having different sets of friends mm. with different interests. Like What I love about my group of friends that I went to school and college with is that none of them are in this world. Yeah. And that's not that I don't love the people that are in this world, but I also need to take time away from it and I need to make sure I'm not talking shop all the time. I know obviously he doesn't work in this world, but isn't it great that you can go to different people for different things? Mm-hmm. I've got, I feel very lucky that I've got friends from school, I've got friends from college, friends from drama school, and now friends within this work as well. And they all give me something different, and depending what mood I'm in, I can kind of get what I want. Yeah. If I want a boozy one, I've got plenty of friends <laughs> for that. But if I also want to eat some really 
great nutritious food and then do a class I've got people for that as well yeah. so maybe he can just embrace old and new yeah. separately I think that's a really good point and people people will come to it when they're ready yeah as well like I said like I suggested it to the girls and got laughed at and, and then they kind of did it in their own time and they're still kind of my girlfriends that I'll go for dinner with and stuff but then slowly but surely they're just doing it their way and I think that's that's the thing I massively agree with what Harry said I think you just have to let people do it in their own time mm. and by all means, suggest options to them. Bike ride, great idea. Yeah, yeah, and then that seems less like fitness and more like day yeah. out. Because I've always been aware that I never want my friends to think now that I do know more about eating well and about training that I'm ever judging them. Yeah, and there were a few times we'd go for a meal and they'd get dessert and they'd be like, oh, like, what do you think, Harry? And I'd be like, no, 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 like, please. Never think that I'm here to judge or push yeah. anything on you. I found something that works for me. It makes me happy. It makes me feel great to live my life the way I do. But I'll never judge anybody else's. Mm. I don't want anyone to start feeling insecure or, or not worth enough. So... Yeah. Let people do it their way. Interestingly, I'm always the one that picks the dessert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm like, guys, who's <laughs> having cake? I know. And my friends are like, no, I'm quite full. And I'm like, damn. This is the problem when you're active. You're never full. And people are you like... Just eat so much more. <laughs> well, I have uh, come up with some other group activities that may work for this chat. Okay. okay. There's the return of a game that we did in an earlier episode of the podcast. I always, I always like to end every episode with a bit of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did one a few weeks ago, which was about... Guinness World Records, unusual one. Oh. This is Guinness World Records achieved by groups of people. Oh, okay. So these are things that this chap could maybe do with his Yeah. Friend. Okay. So how long do you think was the longest office chair daisy chain <laughs> <laughs> that was pulled by golf carts? So, so, so were they on office chairs holding he, and hands? And were they in an office? I saw the picture. They were not in an office. Right. Right. Okay. But so what does that mean if they're a daisy chain? They're holding so hands they're, sat they're in... They're holding on to the back of the right. office chair in front of them. I'm Pulled go by for, golf cart. I'm going to go for one mile. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, it's how many office chairs? Oh, how many? Or not how long? I guess how it's many? how strong is not a golf cart. I mean, not that strong. 50? It must be more than that. I'm going to go for like 150. <laughs> wow, well, I mean, if you manage to pull that off, you'd be well ahead of the world record. <laughs> 10. 29. <laughs> 29. <laughs> 150. Oh okay, so that was in the golf cart. How about the longest office chair daily chain pulled by a motorcycle? Oh, I think oh. for like... I feel which, like that. Oh, no, but actually... Which is stronger? Well, motorcycles going to probably have like more power, but you've got to think, to get that power, it's got to go quite quick, and then the day chain might break, and then it's oh, yeah. accepted. Good thinking. <laughs> God, this I'm is technical. Go 35. What do you reckon, Harry? I'm going to go 30. It's actually 22. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <in the golf laughs> We're so off. I guess it's dangerous to be on a motorbike. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what and, I'm thinking. Yeah. Because this split like, really revs up. I reckon you could easily get to 23 and win a world record. So yeah, all well, you need is one more chair. Think, yeah. Slightly stronger grip. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> okay, so this one, I, okay. So how, what's the most number of people to hold a Furby in one day? Do you remember those Furby toys? Yes. And they used to give mini ones in... In, in um Happy Meals, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. So the most people to hold one Furby in one day. Oh, what, so someone just went around, passed around. around? Correct, yeah. I love that that's a record. Um, how is that a record? I mean... 275. See, oh, I think more. I think if you literally walk down Oxford Street and just like, can you hold my Furby, yeah. can you hold my Furby? 
And they can even get up to like a thousand. Well, see, I think you could get up to yeah. like a thousand too. However, the world record is 96. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that's a poor effort, that's what that I is. I think we should yeah. go do that yeah. right now. <laughs> Anyone got a photo beat to hand? Although I think people would be like, I don't want to touch you. Okay, so the most people to sit on balloons and pop them at the same time. Oh, that's, Ooh. I don't know, because I just, I feel like they don't always pop. No. So you might have lots of people trying to do it, but how many people really did it? I'm going to go low, I'm going to go seven. Oh, okay, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go like, 60. Oh my god, you're both way off. Skewed is 1268. What? <laughs> How is that so And amazing? they all popped at the same time? They were in a church. They all just sat on them at the same time. And they popped in oh. Arizona, in America. Yeah, Arizona. Well done, Arizona. I love that you yeah. can pop that many balloons. You can get, yeah, you, you can't. can't get someone to hold your Furby. Only 96. Um, and then if you've only got one friend to do your record with, okay. this is one for two people, okay. the last one. Okay, the fastest time for two people to bounce a balloon back and forth 100 times. Oh, I don't. Harry's now <laughs> a balloon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, the, the quicker you push it, it it like yeah. feels like it goes slower. I don't know. It does. Yeah, it really feels like it. Um, a hundred times. How quick? I'm gonna go six minutes. I'm gonna go like. 90 seconds. Harry's a lot closer. It's 29.12 seconds. What? Whoa! Yeah. Well, how far away are they? I, I have no data on how far away I was going to say, maybe they're like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they had loads of caffeine. Okay. But so you've only got one friend. There's no right. record there yeah. for you. It's a good record. Um, thank you so much for your time, both of you. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Um, so I have got a YouTube channel. Everything's really under my name, Kat Methan. Um, and my blog's Imperfect Matter. Come find me. And on Instagram, I'm just Harry Grenville, my name, and I also have a website, harrietgrenville.com. And I will have a YouTube some point this week to release Woo! my first spoken word film. So watch Ooh. out for that as well. And what's the YouTube going to be called? It'll be just called Harry Grenville as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And please join us next week when there will be a new episode all about mobility, what it is and how to achieve it. Find out more about Unit at unit.com. That's un1t.com or email your thoughts to podcast at un1t.com.